0: This isn't comfortable.
1: Well, that's not supposed to be.
0: Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. You're listening to me, Sergio, speaking.
1: And I'm Brennan.
0: And this week we're finishing off our Oscars, contenders, whatever the heck we named this. Uh-huh.
1: And what category are we doing? Uh, what do you mean what category? What category of uh, Oscar nominee?
0: Oh, supporting actor. Uh-huh. And Even though there are, there is no such thing as a supporting actor, all actors are great.
1: <laughs> there are no small parts, only supporting actors. Okay. That was yeah. not a joke. Ignore that. Yeah. Delete it from your brains.
0: Okay, 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 okay. So, uh, and we will be reviewing Richard Jenkins's Bone Tomahawk. Yes,
1: he. <laughs> <laughs> writer, <laughs> producer, director, star Richard Jenkins. No, um, he is also a supporting role in S. Craig Zahler's or Zahler's Bone Tomahawk, which is a long requested movie from our friend Matt, uh, Matt Russell, who listens to the show, who probably is kurt russell's nephew and that's why he loves these movies so much uh-huh. um but yeah he's basically been alternating between begging on hand and knee and threatening with knife fights to get <laughs> us to watch this movie uh-huh and we did but first let's do some tenor reviews of movies we watched in the past week do you all right hit, hit it i'll off? start us off and hopefully okay. this
0: will go smoother than that introduction i gave earlier okay
1: sure um 50
0: shades freed the title reflects
1: America's freedom from subpar
0: Valentine's films.
1: Ooh, okay. Um, and my review is, the sex genes have more character than Jamie Dornan.
0: Mm-hmm. True. Peter Rabbit. Comically zany rabbit's vulgarity ruined a childhood classic.
1: Sad. It sounded like a headline until you made it into a tweet. Okay. Um, and my review of Peter Rabbit is, a charming rom-com is ruined by violent asshole rabbits
0: the rabbits were very mean
1: yeah oh uh, look this is not something you should say about a movie titled peter rabbit but it would have been so much better if it had zero rabbits in it <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's rude um all right clock watchers the title describes me staring down the movie's runtime
1: oh and clock watchers it's jarring to see tony collette not playing a mom
0: <laughs> it's, i don't know if you can make that claim because she was very mom-like-esque
1: I mean, she was dowdy, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I'm used to watching her talk to a little boy, and there was no little boy in this movie. Okay.
0: Oh, Okay, okay. You're talking about The Sixth Sense.
1: Yeah, and Fright Night, and Krampus, and The United States of Terra. Okay,
0: she was not just speaking to a little boy in the U.S. of Terra.
1: Yeah, but there's, well, she was at certain points. But the whole crux of the show, she was not just speaking to, you know, moosh. No, I know, but she's a mom. Okay, it's true. There's a li- she usually plays off of a little boy at some point. In all a right. Movie.
0: Okay. 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 You're right. All right. All right. All right, Brennan. So we're we
1: gonna be re- rating our
0: favorite movies now or later.
1: That's later. That's later. After okay. we review this movie, we're gonna rank the four movies we watched this month. All right. Cool. So Brennan, you can start us off. Uh, what's the uh, the
0: synopsis to this movie, *Million yes, Tomahawk*?
1: I'm gonna read it off the back of the this uh, rental DVD that I really should have remembered to return. Um, When a group of cannibal savages kidnap settlers from the small town of Bright Hope. Oh, man. Come on. Um, An unlikely team of gunslingers led by Sheriff Franklin Hunt, Kurt Russell, sets out to bring them home. But their enemy is more ruthless than anyone could have imagined, putting their mission and survival itself in serious jeopardy. Kurt Russell leads an all-star cast. Someone needed to edit this because Mm. they mentioned him twice. And he's credited for The Hateful Eight and Tombstone Um, ah yes his
0: two most noteworthy films (laughs) exactly
1: i mean well okay tombstone yeah but i don't know about the hateful eight yeah like the thing Mm -hmm. big trouble in little china hell overboard yeah should have been credited for overboard but that's not a western including patrick wilson from insidious you know also the thing you credit patrick wilson for yeah um matthew fox from lost that is the that's the right credit Uh uh-huh and richard jenkins the cabin in the woods in this gritty, brutal adventure that takes your expectations and twists them, according to com, Who's still reading them? That's Any? rude. No, it's not. They're not very nice. Oh, okay. Or at least the guy in charge. Okay, 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 okay. Continue, continue. At least, I think he's gone. Never mind. Um, That's it.
0: All right, bro Unless you
1: want to know what IGN.com said about it. What IGN had to say? Dot, dot, dot. Great dialogue, strong characters, and imaginative and memorable kills.
0: You know what? That last line really does describe that movie. (laughs) That is true. Um, It takes a while for these memorable kills to kick in. Oh, yeah. It takes about the whole movie. (laughs) An hour and 30 minutes, one could say.
1: Or at least the length of a movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. but once they kick in, you know, them kills are memorable.
1: Oh, yeah. You were covering your eyes. We are spoiling this movie, by the way, in case you didn't know. Yeah. So um, if
0: you if you want to see a movie with memorable kills and you don't want to be spoiled as to how those kills happen, tune out and tune back in once you're done watching the movie. Exactly. All right. This is us letting you know. All right, Brennan. Yeah, tune
1: back in two hours and 12 minutes yonder. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, Brennan. So what was your campiness score for this film? Th-
1: that's never what we start with. Is not that? Scariness. We start with scariness? We rate all movies on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality. What's um, my scariness score, you yes, ask? Yes, that's what I ask. Okay. I'm going to give it three out of five screams, and I want you to guess why. Three
0: out of five screams? Is t- oh, ha. Huh. That's kind of funny because the screams are what <laughs> yeah. freaked you out.
1: The Like the cannibal savage clan that is are the killers in this movie. And also... <laughs> Um, I was reading a review of it from a reviewer I like named Tim Brayton who says they insert this one scene with a Native American actor to try to make the movie less racist because they're like, no, these aren't regular Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Us people are peace-loving and diverse. These people are the bad ones. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like, well, you tried. Uh-huh. Um, it's still kind of a racist movie. A little bit, But But yeah. Um, yeah, so basically it's this savage cannibal tribe and they have these weird like bone whistles installed in their throats somehow yep. that um, cause they're a pre-language organization. Organization. They, they are, uh, they have not yet developed language, although somehow they've developed surgical skills enough to not destroy themselves by inserting like a bone spur into their throats mm-hmm. um, and not getting infected like crazy. Anyway. So, but these, um, these people these creatures almost that are just like covered in white dust they scream with this hideous roar like ben kenobi trying to scare away the like the sandwalkers from the original star wars um but not goofy anyway it's very scary yeah this is like this sound design is sublime can you edit in one of the sounds actually into the podcast uh i don't know if i want to do that to people okay but I'll see if I can find one, and I'll put it here. But yeah, um... That's the most chilling sound I've heard in a movie, maybe ever. Uh And honestly, nothing else about the movie scared me, but that really gave a tingle up my spine and Uh made me really uncomfortable being in a big empty room. And I was looking all around and I was like, I don't know if I want to keep watching this movie. It was very (laughs) scary.
0: Yeah, it was um, very unsettling. I'm going to give the movie a two. Um, That's fair. Uh, And, again, my two is only because of, well, I guess it should be a three because of the gore. Because the gore did freak me out. But gore's not really scary. Um, And we will
1: cover that in effects, too.
0: um, But, uh, yeah, the screams were really unsettling. And it gave the characters kind of an otherworldly vibe. Yeah, Uh, you're like, are they just straight-up monsters? Yeah, I was like, are they from, like, the Beyond or something? Um, Is that what lurks in the section at Bed Bath & Beyond? (laughs) These monsters? No, that's where Christopher Walken lives. (laughs) Yeah. was he in the
1: Beyond? He was in Click. Okay. Oh, like, in the Beyond section! Yeah, exactly. Okay, I see that. Uh, obviously, this cultural touchstone has faded with time. Um, the, the the classic masterpiece that was Adam Sandler's Click.
0: Um, yeah, uh, the goriness and the violence was also kind of frightening, but that was just more... Um, Gruesome and a little sickening, um, but that's just me and my delicate sensibilities.
1: Yeah, like if honestly, if Shannon were still the co host of this show, she would have been eating it up with a knife and fork, like, Yes, give me more. She would have been mm-hmm. like, This movie's not gory enough, mm-hmm. um, but we'll get to that. But just no, those screams were so frightening,
0: yeah, because it was the only thing you would hear on screen, and you would just see one of them. And then all of a sudden you'd hear this, you know, ghastly sound and you'd be like, what the freak is going on? <laughs>
1: yeah. In the words of Victoria Justice, I freaked the freak out. Uh-huh. That song's pretty good. I never heard that. I never
0: saw that show or heard that
1: song. So I scream your name. Was that Ariana Grande? Always stays she was in that show, but she didn't sing it. Oh, did she sing I in that show? Scream and chat. Probably. Okay. But all I do now is freak the freak out. I never watched that show. Why do I know this? Search me. No, that's fine. I'm not the <laughs> I'm not the TSA. Haha, topical humor, maybe? I don't know. Topical for a decade ago, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, what's your campiness score for this movie? That's a hard one, right? And I'm thinking, like, what
0: could I possibly say? Was, I'm going to say a two. There was the occasional joke um, that was kind of funny. Um, Richard Jenkins had a good one. Which one was that?
1: Um, it's when they're looking through this uh, telescope that Matthew Fox's character has, and he's like, "Oh my lord!" And everyone's like, "Oh, what are you seeing?" And he's like, "The clarity on this is amazing." <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I feel like there was one in the in the caves. I feel like the wife said something funny in the caves. Oh, she's like,
1: the worst part about a uh, pioneer life isn't the savages or the gunslingers it's the idiots or whatever
0: i guess that was kind of funny Um, props to her props to the lady
1: that would be her real housewives intro line (laughs) during the opening (laughs) credits when she spins around
0: Uh uh-huh um yeah there wasn't a lot to be campy of here
1: yeah i think i'm gonna give it one out of five although i did enjoy that moment and also one character that shows up for like a third of one scene. Uh, She's the wife of the mayor and she has a ridiculous (laughs) hat on and she says, how could you not uh, inform my husband, the mayor of all this that's happening, Mm -hmm. which is either terrible, like a terrible line of exposition or genius character dialogue. And I choose to believe it to be the latter.
0: Yeah. That's you being very, very nice towards the writers of this movie. It's really the former they were just oh no maybe you're right maybe it was genius dialogue because they could have easily added a whole nother scene where they mentioned that her husband was the mayor like an unnecessary scene because there were quite a few of those in this movie
1: no i am just saying in the sense that like it could have been a part of her character like like in scream too when mm-hmm. gail weathers introduces herself as gail weathers author of the woodsboro yeah, yeah, murders yeah
0: i get you i get you i get what you're saying and so i'm like yeah i think you're right because they could have inserted another scene where it was more subtle and like it was kinder to her character uh-huh. but they chose to just condense it and so
1: it's, it's very Jane Austen like,
0: I don't think so, but okay. <laughs> no. Um, don't you dare insult Jane?
1: No, I won't. Uh, what else did I have? Oh yeah. I mean, and then there's the script, which is very self-consciously scripty. It's like, I'm a script. We're going to talk about these random things and they're mm-hmm. going to eventually maybe tie in like mm-hmm. Richard Jenkins is going to have a monologue about a bathtub. And, um, but there was one part of this like drunk piano player guy in the bar, like the oh, requisite bar. Line. Yeah, he's like e- t- for him to play a song it's 3 cents, but th- for 3 songs it's 10 cents and they're like that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, I get tired after two, so <laughs> <laughs> the third one <laughs> costs more." Yeah. Which is is funny. Yeah.
0: Um I also like the part where he was like, like, "You'll charge me like a whiskey or something." Oh yeah,
1: he flipped his sign over and is like, "You got to also buy me a drink."
0: <laughs> yeah. I uh, thought that was great. I was like, "There's a man after my own heart." <laughs> I just will play for whiskey.
1: Yeah, he's a real uh he's a real player. Mhm. He's, he's a real Kurt Russell in used cars. Mm-hmm. Another one of his credits that he's not credited for.
0: Yeah. um, This movie, I think, did a really good job of kind of uh, following that sort of Western dynamic of where comedy isn't really the thing that you come to a Western movie for, but it does have its funny moments.
1: Yeah. Or like it's, you know, men being men, and that's kind of funny sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we're all going to talk like this.
0: Uh, I think that's kind of like hate speech, what you just did.
1: I'm, I'm just doing... uh. I guess this impression isn't great anymore, but Frank Underwood from House of Cards. That was your Frank Underwood. <laughs> when you're the president, you've got to eat <laughs> some reals. Okay, okay, Brennan.
0: Okay, so um, so you can save that for your actor's reel.
1: Uh huh. No, I I think we should all make fun of Kevin Spacey as much as possible because he's a terrible human being. <laughs> okay, it's true. I'm
0: just saying, like, you can make fun of Kevin Spacey all you want, but like, you you gotta.
1: I got, I got to save this gold for not a free thing that I'm handing out. But if out you're giving an impression,
0: it should be a good one. I think it was great. Um, okay. Tweet at us. Let us know if that was a great impression.
1: Sure. Okay. I, I don't want <laughs> I don't want this part to be remembered by anyone. <laughs> Delete it from your brains. Uh, again, I'm saying <laughs> you that. saying that doesn't mean that it'll happen. I'm saying that because I'm not going to edit it. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. You gave your campiness score, right?
0: Yeah. Two
1: slash one. Okay. Not really a big source of discussion from this particular movie. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your effects score?
0: Effects? Is that gore?
1: Gore is included. Normally you're like, uh, well, that wallpaper was great. Five out of five. But yeah, no, gore is why this section was created. The cinematography of this movie was beautiful. Was it? Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not, sorry, I'm not criticizing the quality of the movie. Just the projector we were watching it on was Okay, okay, okay. Not okay. great.
0: The dark scenes were ugly. But when he was out in, like, I'm assuming somewhere in Arizona or New Mexico, or hell, that could have been here.
1: Um, it actually was filmed in Southern California. It was? Yeah.
0: All right, where at?
1: I don't know. Like long Riverside? Beach? It was not long beach. No, I know, I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: Um, uh, well, wherever in Southern California that was filmed, I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Like, that makes me kind of want to go to the San Gabriel Mountains.
1: Really? Yeah. Nothing about that movie was, like, a travelogue for why it's awesome to be out in the wilderness. Well, it's all desolate and quiet. And it's full of, like, people who are going to steal your horses. It was, like, freaking Grand Central out in the scrub outside of Bright Hope, the best-named town in cinema history.
0: That's true, but does that affect the cinematography score? No, it doesn't.
1: Okay. I'm sure. just saying that my fine, view fine, fine, of the cinematography okay.
0: on Southern California, what is it's one of the most uh-huh. beautiful places in the world. To uh, be
1: fair, this is not the cinematography score that we're giving, but...
0: I I factored that in, okay? Okay, that's fine. Okay, so this is all leading up to me saying I give it four. Okay, so did I.
1: Yay. <laughs> I mean, but I'm mainly looking at the gore, which was incredibly brutal. Yeah. Um. And yeah, a guy gets split in half by his butt, which I think yeah. it's... Like if you're going to do it, that's kind of like a built-in like joke. No, it's like um you know when you need a little like a pilot hole for the nail or the screw that you're drilling. The butt's kind of the pilot hole for splitting someone in half, you know? It's like right there. It's it's just kind of a guide. I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> I will like, just just offer just, just you go the with point the flow, that that's, you know. <laughs>
0: I'm offering you the caveat that that is not like an actual split. Like it's not a crack. No, I mean it is a crack. It's the (laughs) bylaw. But no. Um yeah. To me the gore would have knocked it down a few points. You know my score.
1: In effects or in in your general score? In effects. But like the effects that created the gore were convincing. No, you're right. You're right. I just hated the, the gore. No, I know. You're not a big gore hound. I'm not. Um, Which really has changed the dynamic of the podcast considerably. (laughs) Um, Did you guys used to watch nothing but gore movies? Kind of. Oh. Watched a lot of Fulci movies. Um, He's an Italian director who's just disgusting like spiders eating people's eyeballs and stuff. And Shannon was like, yeah, give me more. And then just worms in one scene and she leaves. That's exactly what happened actually. Uh, Cause we watched Lucio Fulci zombie and there's a one zombie with worms on his face. And Shannon's like, I'm out. But then when the lady gets a splinter shoved through her eye, she's great with that. Uh, <laughs> Shannon's crazy. And I love her.
0: It's very crazy. And, and just whatever. All uh, right. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, um, did you think the gore was well? Did you think the gore was too much? Cause there wasn't, a lot of it, but it was concentrated very strongly.
0: No. and like the way you phrase it was a really good I guess point as to why I say no a uh, reason as to why I say no and that's because there wasn't a lot of it. the Gore was really isolated to that last I want to say
1: fourth of the movie. maybe um, even like fifth or sixth.
0: yeah, last 20 minutes or so um, and because of that and it came out of nowhere, I thought it was really good and really effective. It wasn't just like gore for gore for the sake of being able to pull it off, uh-huh. um, which might have made for a more interesting movie, but it made those scenes particularly more like hit the
1: nerve. Yeah, like the the last act, I guess. Of like, it is it is a truncated act, but the last act is a very powerful thing that kind of justifies why you've been watching this movie because mm-hmm. it is a very slow boil up until that point. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like the first hour and a half of the movie
0: are just basically men hanging out with one another. And I was like, this is, I guess, an interesting case study and what it's like for male dominant culture or whatever. But I'm not really getting any sense
1: of a plot. Yeah. You're like, so what's happening in this movie? It took us a while to remember why they were even out there. I mean... (laughs) I knew but like no it took a while literally for them to remember uh-huh. because the point they're trying to go to this clan because the deputy of the police station and patrick wilson's wife have both been abducted by this cannibal clan who somehow okay we haven't discussed this but somehow they get kidnapped the night before our cowboys leave to go rescue them and somehow by the time when when they get there they've been in this cave for three days I guess they had to walk at some point, and maybe the savages had horses, but I don't think they did. Yeah. Like so, the savages took a three-day journey, which the next people immediately undertook, like twelve hours later. And somehow all this time's already passed, or maybe, maybe I'm just maybe I've missed a line somewhere. That's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. I was just weird, confused by that. Anyway, so um, <laughs> by the timeline of everything happening, yeah. What were we talking about? Effects. I think we're done with that. They were gross. It was good. It was good. Were there any
0: other, like, kills that stood out to you?
1: I mean, uh, Kurt Russell got, like, a hot burning flask shoved into his stomach. That was crazy. Oh, I love that line because didn't Patrick Wilson uh, ask him, like, are you okay, Colonel? No, he's like, you're going to live, Kurt Kurt Russell, Sheriff Kurt Russell? Uh Uh-huh. And he was like... No, <laughs> <laughs>
0: there is a flask sticking out yeah. of my intestines. What do you think, Patrick Coulson? Your Basically. wife's a doctor. Didn't you learn something from her?
1: Also, his wife is a magic doctor because she knows everything. Like, um, there's a point where all the uh, savages drink poison that they try to feed to them. Uh-huh. It's a very weird. Like Kurt Russell's pretending to drink it, and Richard Jenkins is like, "No, gimme, I want some." So they're uh-huh. like, "Well, we must want it." Uh-huh. So one of them drinks it and then spits it out, and is like, gross, no. And then the second one picks it up and drinks it. I'm like, (laughs) learn from others' mistakes. (laughs) And then the third one in the road drinks it, and that scene, not to completely pick apart this movie, like they picked apart the corpse of David Arquette, Uh but um, that scene didn't really work for me. Because I was like, that doesn't seem like, I mean, maybe they're savages, so they just will drink anything if Uh no one else is drinking it. But And then the wife is like, the first one's going to go and unconscious for a day and the second one's gonna die and the third one's gonna be fine and it's like did you measure how much they drank <laughs> she's just and she's just psychic uh-huh and she doesn't know i don't think she even knows what's in it maybe they talked about it off screen doesn't uh-huh. matter but i'm just like she's the best doctor in the world uh-huh. and patrick wilson is so lucky to have her
0: uh-huh. they did talk about poisoning them beforehand
1: yeah they mentioned that but i don't i don't they didn't specifically talk about what was in the bottle and uh-huh. she's just like I know exactly how this is going to play out. Call uh-huh. me Cassandra.
0: Well, presumably, like, the amount of poison you intake will still be the same regardless of what else is in there. Uh, unless – can you dilute poison? I guess so. Either – anyway, Um, to defend the, the people drinking the poison, I assume that, you know, they who – they've been in villages and they've had, like, alcohol. So uh-huh. maybe they thought that's what it was.
1: Maybe, but the first two didn't like it, so why would the third take it, you know? Mm, He wants alcohol, too. You want to be part of the party. I guess so. You want to be included. It's peer pressure. (laughs) Uh Um, Uh-huh. So what was your overall quality score for Bone Tomahawk? Three. Okay, that's about where I've landed, too. I don't want Matt to get too upset. No, I but think mine's a I fair think...
0: 3. Um it could have there could have been just a little bit more action and up me to a 4 cuz I really thought that there was a good 30 minutes that could have been cut out. Like did I really need to s- I mean I I, <laughs> I was going to say do I really need to see a sex scene with Patrick Wilson and like it, like him struggling yes, with do. his leg? But like the answer to that is yes, I do always need a sex scene with Patrick Wilson. It's required. <laughs> uh-huh. Um uh but yeah, otherwise, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I'm giving it three out of five stars as well. Like we said, it is very slow boil, but the character moments that we get are not, it's just not characters I respond to. And I know we're supposed to destroy the gender binary and whatnot, but this is very much a boy movie Mm -hmm. in the typical sense of what that means. Mm -hmm. And those generally aren't something I respond to. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan of Westerns. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan of war movies, things like that. Uh And this is just a lot of dudes with, Very elaborate facial hair, um, talking about guns, and I'm just not super into it. Um, I guess we should talk about Richard Jenkins at some point, which is the nominal reason we're watching this. Before we talk about Richard
0: Jenkins, can we talk about the fancy-suited friend?
1: Matthew Fox from Lost. Yeah. Yeah, he played a fancy man who was uh, racist.
0: Amongst other things
1: what other things
0: wasn't he also misogynist and kind of just rude to Patrick Wilson yeah he was
1: talking about like flirting with his wife he was just a dick yeah but then he
0: dies he did die
1: suck on that isn't
0: it great how he died though
1: uh, he got hit in the leg with something yeah I was like you will be fine walk it off Patrick Wilson's been walking on a broken leg for like three days uh huh
0: mm. I just liked him finally being dead because I was like oh great yes <laughs> he was just really unlikable
1: yeah he was the worst mm-hmm. I mean that was the point yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So well, now we'll talk about Richard Jenkins. Wait, I actually
1: want to say two more things about my overall quality score. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I do want to say there were certain anachronistic elements, not that this matters because this is a horror Western, uh-huh. but there were certain points where it's like um, because they're trying very hard not to be racist, even though there's a cannibal savage clan in this movie, mm-hmm. Um, Matthew Fox is the racist character, and he's the one who shoots these Mexicans who show up, and because you don't know if they're – they they're well-intentioned or not you don't know if they're friend or foe and like the other three are willing to give them a shot but matthew fox like shoots them point blank Mm -hmm. and they're like how could you and then he's like my horse wouldn't let a non-white person ride on it they're like you trained your horse in bigotry and it's like look i'm not asking for a bunch of racist tirades in this movie but these characters would not be saying those things Mm -hmm. in that time period okay like they they were very sjw for like old west cowboys <laughs> mm-hmm. and like calling out matthew fox for being racist and like that just doesn't feel right organic i could have done without any racial undertones to the movie mm-hmm. but uh, it was, i don't know that just didn't slip, slip just didn't i don't know didn't make it didn't fly with me mm-hmm. as well as there was also a joke about you know how women are cuz she's like you gotta raise your foot above your head as it heal, or above your heart as it heals. First of all, I know nothing about medical history, but I'm not sure they knew that at the time. Mm-hmm. But also, he's like, "Is that why you buy so many pillows?" And I'm like, "You're living in an old West frontier town. How is the wife buys so many pillows joke still applicable? Uh, <laughs> Where is she getting these pillows?" I know that was a joke. Yeah, no, that was like a little snide comment he made.
0: No, I didn't know that was like a running joke beforehand.
1: No, I'm that. that's just like a joke of like, women buy a lot of useless pillows to put on the bed and it's like decoration. Oh, I'm not aware of this. It's like, you know, watch some more Kevin James sitcoms or something. Okay. <laughs> or Tim Allen shows. Um, Don't do that. But I'm sure there are jokes about that in there. About pillows. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't think a pillow joke is necessary. Just those little things felt anachronistic to me. Uh-huh. And that didn't like ruin the movie or anything. But I just, you know, this is a review. So I thought I'd point them out. Okay. And I love the ending. The ending shot is really, really good. Um, oh, he throws away the rock? Yeah. It's basically, it's very early 70s Wes Craven and that the instant the conflict is over, the movie ends. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get a denouement. You don't get any, like, epilogue or anything. It's like you hear three gunshots, which imply that Kurt Russell has killed the last of the cannibal clan and is thus dying himself. And Richard Jenkins has this rock that he was intending on using to defend himself. He hears those shots. He's like, I guess we're fine. He throws the rock on the ground, cuts to black. Mm -hmm. That was a really powerful, Mm -hmm. like, finite ending that I thought Mm -hmm. was really cool.
0: Wouldn't the three gunshots and then, like, the realization that they're dead be the denouement? I get.
1: I. Uh. No, I'm just saying, like, we don't see how they get home okay. or what happens okay, or okay, if okay. his leg turns out to be fine or needs okay. to be amputated or what It's whatever. not long
0: and drawn out. It's quick and beautiful.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's so sudden. Okay. After such a long, drawn out movie, like, that kind of smash cut to black is really powerful. Okay. All yeah. right. That's fair. Uh, yeah. I thought that was good. So, Richard Jenkins. Yes, Richard Jenkins. I hear he's in this movie. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. He played um, that guy with a weird name. Sid? car car it sounded like um chicanery chicory chicory oh, yeah. Was his name. yeah so what did you think of him and his performance um
0: he was okay i feel like everybody was just okay
1: yeah i mean everyone was playing very understated roles uh-huh. like i'm gonna talk about like this yeah um he wasn't the star of the show but he did manage to
0: live and i thought that was that's important to note because the moment that he showed up on screen you were like Richard Jenkins. Oh, yeah. going to die on this journey. He's going to be the first to go. It's going to be quick and it's going to be sad. And then uh, lo and behold, he's one of the few remaining. Yeah,
1: I was shocked by that because uh, he kept walking out into open spaces and like, well, here's where if he was in a final destination movie, he'd get hit by a bus. Uh-huh. Uh Like something has to happen to him. Uh,
0: he did get hit by several arrows.
1: He so. did. No, I mean he did, he incurred his share of damage. Um, but yeah, no, I I thought um. His character was the most well-drawn of them, probably. I wasn't, like, blown away by his performance, but, uh-huh. like, the way he played a, like, semi-adult old man who was still, like, well-meaning and pure of heart. I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, and he does more to justify his weird monologues than the script kind of does, mm-hmm. I feel. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was better in Shape of Water. but
0: That was a fun, that was a better character. It was a more fun character. Yeah, it definitely gave him more to do. Appeal to us.
1: Because he's gay because
0: he's gay yeah
1: and but sad. he was so good yeah <laughs> just like we are <laughs> yeah gay and poor and sad <laughs> um, but we
0: don't have the benefit of living under uh, on top of a movie theater with Sally Hawkins yeah
1: that's the dream just making eggs for us I know I love <laughs> eggs <laughs> that is what um someone never mind doesn't matter um yeah I think did you have any last thoughts
0: on bone tomahawk? I know it seems like I'm being, I guess, kind of rude to the movie. Um, but that's only because the negative things about this film are just kind of like glaring and loud. It kind of color my view of the movie.
1: Yeah. And it's such a quiet movie for so long uh-huh. that anything that draws your attention was kind of overpowered. And- yeah.
0: Um. Uh, and one thing I will say is even though I did like the movie and how gorgeous it made Southern California look. Come to Southern California, we have sun. Yes, we
1: do. It's <laughs> 76 degrees in February right now.
0: Um, I did not like how dark some of the scenes indoors were.
1: Um, it My- made paying attention to the movie kind of difficult. Okay. I don't know that a lot of people would agree with you that that is the effect that that causes, uh-huh. but I respect that I think you so, felt. because like...
0: The lighting of a film certainly does affect it. You really disliked the lighting in The Witch,
1: remember? I did because it was very ugly and my eyes didn't want to look at it. See, exactly. Okay, so you just you just didn't like it aesthetically. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were saying, it's
0: dark, so I'm bored. <laughs> um, a little bit, that would be the case for me, like just because it was so dark. Um, and it's such a stark difference between when they're outside and in the light.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, that's probably also purposeful to create that distance. Uh-huh. Or difference, but uh-huh. no, I, I respect what you're saying.
0: Yeah, you're right, because to me it seemed almost like two different movies at one point. Um, uh, and I guess it kind of was. Uh, but whatever, that's just my little rant. I ultimately did like it as far as Westerns go. You know, hey, beautiful outdoors, and that's what I watch Westerns for. Sure. Not that I watch a whole lot of them, but True Grit. Yeah, With Kurt Russell.
1: Is he, in Kurt? is he in True Grit? I'm fairly
0: certain he is. Okay, good for It's him. been a while since I've seen it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw it when it came out. I only remember Haley Steinfeld and Jeff Bridges. You're probably thinking of Jeff Bridges. Probably who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Um anyway, so let's I guess rank the four movies we watched this month. Um and whoever gets number 1 will win the Oscar. Okay. That's how it's, that's how it works.
0: Uh-huh. I don't think that's going to be the case for my number 1, but okay.
1: We'll see. Okay, so I want to hear your list starting from the bottom. Now we're here. All right.
0: So number 4 is Darkman.
1: Okay. So I guess that doesn't bode
0: well for uh, the head runner in oh, that category. Oh,
1: Franny McDormand. Yeah. Um. Uh,
0: number three. Okay. Bone Tomahawk.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Number two. Okay. Chat room. Okay. And number one is Scream 2.
1: Uh, Lori Metcalf deserves to win, and I think she will. Lori no, Metcalf don't deserves to win, but I don't Allison think she Janney's will. Allison Janney's got the power, though. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. And my, my rating is number four, chat room. Number three, Bone Tomahawk. Number two, Darkman. And those three are all kind of about at the same level as each other, in my mind. And then number one is Scream 2, which is, like, out, way above everything else. Yeah. Um. So Lori shoots... Metcalf will super win because we both picked her movie. Yeah. Um. I would
0: love for her to win because I just loved Lady Bird. And she um, was
1: great in Lady Bird.
0: She was great. Um. And just thinking about, like, the last I don't know, 15 minutes of that movie get me
1: teary-eyed. We'll see. This is an unusually unpredictable Oscar I season. just think
0: it's that people who watch, people who vote in the Oscars tend to want to see more of a, a, a dramatic. Loudness. Yeah. There you go. A loudness because her performance in Lady Bird was far more subtle. Yeah. Like, Alice and Jenny really did kind of put on a character. Whereas, and a bird. <laughs> and a bird. little bird friend. Yeah. It has me going for her. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, but poor Laurie Metcalf was just her role was more nuanced, and those don't stand out in the loudness. You're
1: right. Watch Gary Oldman win for best actor, by the way, because his was the loudest performance. Yeah,
0: I think he is the favorite to win. Is he? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Um, But yeah, so I'm going to tell you what our theme is for next month. But first, here's how you can contact us. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. On Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars. And we still got that digital download code for Cult of Chucky. So if you want to watch that, and you should want to watch that, um, give us a five-star review. Um, our theme song is A Beat for You by Pseudo Echo. And you want to know what we're watching next month mu- next month slash week, Sergio? Yes, I do. Okay. So, um, the theme of the month is going to be stalker horror. That's right. We're going to watch stalker chanting movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to watch stalker movies, starting with Single White Female.
0: Cool. I've always meant to see that because it was a pit movie in the 90s and that's when I grew up. Yeah, exactly. The 90s. <laughs> the 90s. Gotta Southern love California. them.
1: Anyway. So, yeah. What's your address? <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, the, yeah. This is a month that I think is going to be full of, you know, more mainstream titles. Like, I, I was showing my mom our schedule and she's like, I've actually heard of all those movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's because the stalker movie is less horror oriented and can be more mainstream. It's a thriller. Yeah, it, it's like, a...
0: like they're different in the way they're constructed. Like there's not necessarily as many kills.
1: Like, yeah, there's usually maybe one. It's
0: just suspense throughout the suspense throughout the entire movie, and then, like, in the last 15 minutes, like, stu- like stuff starts to pop off.
1: Yeah, exactly. But that's very interesting, and it's definitely a subgenre I would love to dive uh-huh. in more yeah. into.
0: Much to the detriment of the killer. Like, those last 15 minutes never bode well for them.
1: Well, no. In most slashery things, it doesn't, though. It's true. Um but yeah, Freddy Krueger. Everything
0: seems to work out well for him.
1: He's not a stalker. He's a mystical dream demon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much for listening. And until next week, I don't know if it's next. Yeah, no, it's next week. Um, sorry, my schedule brain got all jammed up. But in, good luck on your journey, everyone. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you, stay gold. Yeah, bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. Podcasts for the weird at heart.
0: Hello there, I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't
1: go in there.
0: Buckets of blood and human excrement. Pour Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle. Let me see them. Um... And radical hairstyles.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Then you should check out the Gore Gab podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill.
1: Hello.
0: You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store. And on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast And while you're at it Go ahead and go check out CupholderRadio.com It's podcast for the weird at heart